It is Monday, December 20th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who believes Kraken makes the best calamari, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. My name's J.P. Shadrick. We have a busy show as always on Monday. Of course, CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco joining us. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle Tony Baselli is nearby. We'll hear from him soon. The Urban Meyer aftermath continues, in fact. Reviewing Week 15, the Texans over the Jaguars 30-16, to the final score. The Jags are number one in the draft order next year. We'll get to that, of course. Social media questions and around the NFL in Week 15. Welcome in again. A wild week, of course, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It started truly last Saturday. NFL media reports about tension between the players, the staff, and head coach Urban Meyer. And then the next day, a 20-0 loss at Tennessee. Last Monday, Jags owner Shad Khan was meeting with select media members on the eve of the 10th anniversary of ownership. So he was out in the media with a lot of things going on. NFL owners meetings in Dallas Tuesday and Wednesday. A Tampa Bay Times article released Wednesday afternoon, but in reality, the wheels had been in motion. And then Thursday at 12.39 a.m., the announcement that Meyer was fired Thursday and Friday preparation under interim head coach Daryl Bevel. And then Saturday at 5 p.m., Meyer speaking with Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, apologizing to Jacksonville, denying accusations against him in the final days. And then Sunday, a loss to the Houston Texans with a third-round rookie quarterback in Houston and a handful of starters out for the Texans with COVID-19. Special teams issues. Drops and few big plays on offense. Interim head coach Daryl Bevel after the game. Um, you know, it really, it really ends up being a normal week. I mean, we're we're used to all kinds of things that change, and so we have to be ready to um, to make adjustments and, uh, and and be able to adapt to the situation. And thought our guys, whether it was the players or the coaches, uh, did a good job putting a plan together. Um, the guys were the guys were ready. They were into it. Um, we just didn't play a clean football game today. That's Daryl Bevel, of course. Pete Prisco joining us now, CBS Sports senior writer. And uh, good afternoon, Pete. What a week it's been, man. Where Where is uh, the big fella? I, I don't know. He's uh, apparently nearby. He said he's going to be a few minutes behind. He had something going on, and uh, he'll be in here. I will, we'll, maybe. Ah, he's having that meeting to try and become the general manager. I see where that's going. <laughs> that's, oh, you think that's what's going they haven't on? Even, they haven't even got... Re- they haven't even got rid of the new general, the old general manager. Vaselli's <laughs> already sniffing around. See, That's you cold, like, baby. You like, you, it's a cold business. You like stirring it up, Pete. I know how you do. I um, sure do. Boy, <laughs> I stirred it up for a while, didn't I? You did. I mean, look, uh, look, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was not surprised he got fired. Uh, should he have been fired? Yes, he should have been fired. Um, I, how many different ways did I say it without really saying it? I mean, I said, no, I said no, it. No, you I said mean, it. I, I, no, I'll you be honest said with it. Yeah. yeah, I said it. I, I, I just think that the whole thing got out of control. And it, it's unfair. Like I went on my, my rant last week. It's unfair to the fans to have this uh, happen again. And you can't allow it to happen again. So now he's gone. Uh, they have to go find the right guy to build this thing around that quarterback. And, and the quarterback has regressed. And I watched the tape today. And he missed some throws and his mechanics have waned and his feet aren't great. And like the throw to Marvin Jones in the end zone should have been a touchdown. And his aiming, his feet were bad. His aiming point was bad. 
there's all these little things that have gone wrong with him. And, and so I think it's a combination of a bunch of different reasons why. But now you move forward and find the guy to fix him. Find the guy to, to build it around him. And I think they can. I think there's a lot of good offensive coaches out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of smart people out there. And, and I think they can find the right guy. Don't get caught up in name. Don't get caught up in name. That's all I have to say. They've played that game before. Look, they played it this time. Urban Meyer, the name, the name, the name. Uh, clearly, um, this was a mistake. And I think Shad Khan admitted his mistake by firing him. And now you move on. But uh, not a good look for this franchise. Laughing stock again. Hate to say it, but it is. Laughing stock franchise. Everybody around the league laughing at him. How could they do this? How could the same thing happen over and over again? Uh, what do you do to fix it? Who who does Shad Khan consult with? That's a good question. Uh, because I don't think Trent Baalke's going to be back. I just don't. So you can't rely on him. And so what do you do? Who do you rely on? Who do you lean on? Who do you call for advice? That's the million-dollar question right now. Yeah. Because a, I don't think Shad Khan can do it himself. That's a big question for sure. Um, Pete Prisco with us, Tony Baselli coming up here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Uh, how about the aftermath of this, the last few days, all the stories and interviews and things that are happening with uh, Urban and – you know, this football team's trying to move forward and get some things done. They didn't play, obviously, well on Sunday. Uh, it's just a lot flying around right now, including Tony Baselli. Well, including in front of the Tony Baselli walking yeah. through the, walking right in front of the camera. Of like, course. Uh, Tony, don't worry about us. We're just doing a show here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, Tony. <laughs> well, the show's much better now that I'm here, Pete. Less of you, more of me. Is well, you know what? How did, it go? How did it go, Tony? How'd the interview go for the GM job? go well that was the no. meeting you were at right no it's not no? where i was oh okay no. <laughs> <laughs> ah you're gonna give me a job pete no 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 that what, was he was uh, <laughs> chopping a he was chopping a tree down oh it's cold doing. outside look at, the, look at his flannels. jacket he's got look on at, yeah i can go hoodie too yeah, the lumberjack you? you're a lumberjack today is that what it is you start to feel like christmas in jackson is it cold it's freezing it outside. Yeah, it's like fifty-eight degrees. Uh, I mean, I don't want to rub it in. It was eighty-two today here, so it's not bad. Yeah, I was. It was eighty-two over the weekend here, and I was on the boat hanging out. Now it's cold, Pete. So, and I become a Florid. I become a Floridian. I like. I don't like the cold. Don't like cold. Neither do I. Neither do I. And, and by the way, speaking of cold, uh, they got a cold body out of there the other day, didn't they? I mean, my gosh, they 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 cleaned it out, and I got. Tony, I said already, I said they gave him, I give Chad Khan credit for admitting his mistake. He deserves demerits for making the mistake, but he admitted it. And that's, that's the best decision for the franchise. He made, made the decision to get rid of that guy. And uh, look, how many different ways did we say it on here? Or I did anyways, you never said it, but I did, um, that he had to go and, well, and they made the right decision. Well, Pete, I think you bring up a really good point and I'm sorry, I missed a couple few, first couple minutes is that. That's not that was not an easy decision for Shot. And I know like for the fans and even us and the what we do and people are like, oh, just fire him, just get rid of him. Like that's like the easy button. Like we think it's easy. Like, well, just get rid of him. He's a bad coach or he's not doing a bad job or whatever. But if you like I would challenge all of us and anyone listening, like, put yourself in Shad's shoes. I mean, number one, and yes, he got it wrong. That's never like no one ever wants to admit you got it wrong. And especially when you invest a lot of time and money and energy. Like there's, I always try to remind people, it's like Shad Khan wants to win. Like that's the goal. Like he is, tr like he is trying his best. Now you could argue that it's not worked. 
it's not been the right call, that's fine. But don't question the, the desire and the investment to try to win. And what impressed me about the situation, because that's a hard decision, because he like this was his hire. And there was a lot of excitement about it. And it was a big hire. And there was a lot of investment into it. And to make the call he did last week, and the way he did it, and the timing, and how swift he was and decisive, that's not easy to do. I don't care what anyone says. And like, oh, he was a bad guy, and you had cause, you had this, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's an emotion. There's an emotional side to it, and I, I'm with you, Pete. I applaud Shad. It was a tough decision. It was the right decision in my mind, and in my opinion. Um, but that doesn't make it easy when you're the guy who has to do it, and you have a lot of emotion and money and time invested into that individual. It'll be a, it'll be an easier decision if they get the money. Money don't have to pay the money out for cause. Then it's an easy decision, really yeah, an easy. Well, decision, I don't know if it's but, easy, but you know, Pete, you still make emotion. Remember how big a deal yeah, it was when he was ego. hired. Well, it's an ego thing too. You look bad. It looks bad for the organization. No his hiring has not been. It's right. His hiring as head coaches has not been good. Let's be real about it. It hasn't been. It has. So it has not worked. Yeah, at this he point. thought he had his guy, and he didn't get his guy, and so. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing because he's above that. He's too good a man. He's above being embarrassed. But it's a bad look for the organization to keep missing on your head coaches and miss this guy when you think he's the greatest of the great. Well, he got bamboozled about Urban Meyer. He got caught up. It's like I always say about players. It's game, not name. Game, not name. They got caught up in the name because well, clearly the hell wasn't any game. There was yeah. There was no game, and yeah. I think you know. I think you're right. It's not that he's like it's embarrassing. But you don't, I mean, Sean Khan did not become successful or arrive at the success he has as a business person if he wasn't like uber competitive. Like the dude likes to win. He wins at everything in life. Like he is really dang good at business. Like, and like makes tough calls and, and like makes the right call. And, and so he's competitive. Like that hurts when you lose. And when it's your decision and it doesn't work out and it impacts this, <laughs> it's not about to be embarrassed. I mean, who, it's like when I lost the game, I wasn't embarrassed. I was mad. Yeah, <laughs> like I was mad I lost. Let's like, go. I want to win. Yeah. Like, it's about winning. And and that's hard. And to admit that and to cut your losses, um, I applaud him. I think it was the right move, like I said. And uh, it's time to move forward. I'm glad. You know, we don't have to talk about that situation any longer because it was a bad situation. I said it last week. I said it this morning on the show. Oh, I'll say it again. We're still going to talk about broken. it. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, but I'm saying we're after Pete is far no, from Pete, done. I'm saying after this show, we won't have to talk about it anymore. Well, there will probably be five more things that pop up that we can laugh about. Oh, yeah, that's forward. true. Now, I'm, well, it's not thing, over yet. Yeah, yeah. One quick thing, Tony. The mechanism for getting rid of them was in place, from what I hear, before – the Lambo story went public because they knew about the Lambo story. I don't think, uh, yes, the, I, I don't think that he was fired because of Josh Lambo's accusation no, of um, no. being kicked and being called bad names. By the way, there's some people that would have thought that Josh Lambo was the one doing the kick. <laughs> I would say like, and I'm not saying it's okay. And I know the world's... <laughs> JP, why are you shaking your head? I don't know what you're talking about. I know the world's different, but yes, you do. But Pete, well, didn't people get called names all the time when I was playing here? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I could go through a laundry list of things that he did. It's a different time, Tony. You know yes, that. It's a different yeah. era. I, I never, I never got kicked. Back in the day, I never got kicked. What? 
I said I never got kicked though. No, no that he was more of a verbal warrior than anything. He he was fear. It was fear, not physical. It was fear. Well, but there, I mean, there were times where Tom probably got a little bit across the line. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Then. Back then, there was no line. Um, today, yeah, probably. The but to your point, your question, Pete. No, I do not think. And everything I've heard and all the statements, I do not think that Urban Meyer was fired by Shad Khan because of the Josh Lambeau situation. I do not think that's why. Nope. I think there was plenty nope, of other reasons to fire him with cause that you didn't need that for that reason. That's my opinion. I mean, I don't know enough. I mean, that's kind of what I've heard and probably heard the same thing. I've heard before. that, though, through the grapevine from people that that's exactly what it was. So, yeah. so and now they're taking criticism for not firing him that Monday. Yeah, Sunday or Monday. And, right. You know, some people, yeah, why, why, why wait until the middle of the night? Why does it matter? Sometimes, well, sometimes you got to go through some fine lines in the paperwork and everything yeah, else. My, what, and like, what's the hurry? Do their due diligence. Yeah, what, what, uh, what does it matter if you did it Monday or Wednesday? The theory being that you didn't game plan. The, the best thing about it is, <laughs> you watch the home, he, 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 he didn't even talk to his play? team. He didn't even talk to his team. Well, the word he is, didn't even is talk to his coaches. He walked out the door. And well, it sounds like it wasn't the first time he left, based on some of the comments. I told you that a long time ago. That was the book on him. Home at four thirty. Uh, you know, uh, phone off. You, you're not reachable. Now, I don't know if that. I can't verify that one hundred percent, but I've been told by that by a couple of different people. So. You know when you're the head coach of a team, you got and, – and, and look, he did get there at like the 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning from what I understand. So it wasn't like he wasn't working. I don't want to say that, but you got to be available around the clock when you're the head coach. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Bevel kind of – didn't Bevel kind of make like a joke about it almost? It was almost like he was flippantly saying that when he said it. I, I just got the sense from watching the stuff I watched, the coaches, Joe Cullen – they feel like they're liberated <laughs> almost. Hey, we're free now. Let's go. Well, so, yeah, but that's you know a mis- I, mean? I don't know about that, Pete. Yeah, and Pete, I think that's a misnomer. You're not free. Yeah. Still, I mean, listen. Still got three games to go. Yeah, three games to go. Pete, you not know as well. Free, but free of hit, free of that mentality and that. Well, that, maybe the that, free of that mentality in the direct supervision of Urban Meyer and what that brought. But here's the reality. Every one of this building is going to be judged at the end in, in three weeks from now, and they're going to be evaluated based on their job. And and my guess is, and again, this is me, Tony Baselli, not speaking for the organization. But if I was a betting man, that's not the last change that's going to be made. Just my guess. No. So. No, I, I would imagine. And, and this is something, JP. We're gonna we're gonna have to address this. What what's the next step in finding the next head coach? I like that. I mean, what is the next step? Because you've got a window now where you can start interviewing guys earlier than you've ever been able to interview. Next, next week, Pete. So that's part of the next reason. Next week. Yeah, that's, why, the season. That's, that's why it's good to get the process going if you're going to do it, not wait. So I'm, I'm all for what they did. You know that. I would have done it a long time ago. I thought, I thought the team was unorganized. I didn't think he looked like he cared. I thought that the players were pushing back on him way back in training camp, which is never – look, that's no reason to get rid of a guy. You had the incident with not flying back with your team, which is – of all the things he did, look, the, the incident with the girl at the bar, that's between him and his family. It's a stupid look. But not flying back with your team from a football standpoint is one of the worst things I've seen in this league in a long time. The worst. 
You, you go down, your team loses, there's a tough loss, go home with them. If you want to go back to Ohio, get on your private plane and go. You don't, you go home with your team. And, and the whole body of work, he had to go. He was a bad coach. He didn't know what was going on with his team. They made the right decision. Get him the hell out. Move forward. Get a new coach. Well, we know how Pete feels. No, uh, Yeah, he just laid it out there again. Let's come back. We'll uh, get into the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. A lot to talk about there. A lot to discuss there because that's really priority number one, I think, for the future. One and two and three, probably. Yeah, a, a whole handful of priorities for this team moving ahead. Plenty ahead, of course, in the second hour. Your social questions. Twitter is a buzz, as you would imagine, Tony. I know you love it. No, you don't? Oh, I love it. Oh, that's can't a no. Wait. Yeah, I uh, can't he, wait. He shook his head no. Like, um, no, I was shaking my head in excitement. Can't wait. Is that what it is? Can't wait. Well, we're off and running either way. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by DreamFinders Home, homes that fit your lifestyle. And by Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Definitely frustrating. You know, all the guys are frustrated. We want to, we want to be more consistent. We want to, we want to win. Um, so it's definitely frustrating. But like I said, we're the ones that control that. You know, we got to go make the play. I got to, I got to make those throws. Um, the other players, guys, got to make catches. We got to, we all have our part. You know, and um, there's no way around that. Like we all have to, we all have to play better. So and that's the thing. You just got to look yourself in the mirror and, and figure out how to get better. And I think we'll do that. But got to really do that this week. That's Trevor Lawrence, of course, after the game yesterday. A Jaguars loss to the Houston Texans. Six consecutive losses for the Jags now. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco on Jaguars Happy Hour. Glad you're along with us today. Re, uh, recapping the game yesterday offensively. A little more James Robinson. You know, okay. And then Trevor Lawrence. Let me cut to the chase here. Yes. Is Am I right in this statistic? Trevor has one touchdown in the last six games. Seven games. Seven games. Yes. Like that's all. That's the story. That's the whole story. Start, finish, middle, foreshadowing, climax, conclusion. Like whatever. It's like that Dave. is the entirety of the story. Like you have to have more production in today's NFL. Like it's beyond me to think that we've thrown one touchdown pass, one in seven games. What about nine on the year? Okay, that that will go, but but Pete, at least in the first, um, so we played twelve games now, no thirteen games now. At least in the first six, we threw eight. Fourteen games, two and twelve record. Two and twelve. Oh yeah, we're seventeen games. Thank you. But, two and twelve. So in the at least in the first seven, we threw eight. One in the last seven. That's like unreal. He's like, about that's right a now, problem. his numbers are about, his average is about as good as your lock average. Because you locked last week, by the way. We haven't given you crap for that. Ooh. You know, I was forced into the lock, let's be clear. I did not no, want to lock There's no, no such thing as a forced lock. I mean, the lock is voluntary. I should start locking the yeah, other right. teams winning. <laughs> I'm going to lock the Jets winning this week. So that the well, Jets JP's win. Got lock, JP's got to lock this week. Yeah, i got to lock the next two weeks. they got to win the next two to sweep the AFC East. That's not going to happen. I called that after the Bills win. That was, uh, in hindsight, not the best lock. That's not going to go yeah. well. They're not winning again, okay? They're not winning again. Again, not winning. So two. Whoever had two in the pool before the season, you're the winner. Yeah. But my point, are getting my, to our numbers. 
<laughs> they're not but P, go back to the issue of one touchdown in seven games. Like, how does that happen? Like, that is like completely being inept. Davis well, Mills. Davis Mills one, he, threw two he, he touchdowns would, last yesterday against us. Two. Well, he would have had it, it, Trevor through, and I told JP this before you came on. The the throw to Marvin Jones is a touchdown. His mechanics were awful. His his body was pointing one way, and he threw with his arm the other way. And that's where he's missing. Oh, I know he Marvin think, Jones was open. I realize that. I'm not saying I'm not blaming the receivers right now. I'm actually putting no, it right on the lap. The Neither is Pete. No, that's my point. But yeah, no, is, I'm I'm blaming the quarterback on that. What one. has happened, Pete, to where we are throwing one touchdowns in seven games, and Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback? Like something's not right. Like that needs to be. That's what we they need. Actually, like, aren't scoring a lot of touchdowns either, are they? No, no. I get that, Pete. No. I'm just gonna go. I just want to focus right now on the quarterback, in the throwing, in the lack of production, and lack of like anything. And so. Like What's the longest touchdown pass of the year? I don't know, and I don't care right now. <laughs> I care that there's only been one in the last seven games. And the focus, like, there needs to be, to steal our past coach's vernacular, a deep dive on what is going on with Trevor Lawrence. And why? where are we missing it? Is it the offense? Is it the coaching? Is it the mechanics? Is it all of the above? Because I just refuse to believe that the kid can't play quarterback. I've seen too much. Saw too much in camp. Saw too much early in the season. Like he's not he's not going in the right direction. And that needs to be the focus of this entire organization from now until next season when we kick off getting the right leadership to make sure that kid is is like maximizing his potential. By the way, to answer your question, Pete, the longest touchdown pass of the year for him is forty one yards back in week one at Houston. Yeah, that's a long time his ago. His longest pass play of the year is fifty eight yards against Tennessee on October tenth. That's a long time ago too. So Are those down the, I don't remember those throws. Are they down the throw? Are they not one of them was a screen, right? No idea, but you know what I'm saying, Pete. So. Do you see what I'm? I'm yeah, no, I'm, it has. He has to be the focal point, Tony. The whole thing, whatever they do going forward, the rest of the season, who they hire, it has to be about him. He has regressed. His mechanics have waned. You can see it on tape. He is inaccurate. His opening drive, yeah, the opening drive. They look like they were going down the field. Bing, 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 bing. They look good to that drive. Then it was the end of it. It went away. He is inaccurate right now. Like I, the I, play where he hit, who did he hit? O'Shaughnessy on the sideline. Thirty yards. That was yeah. That, that was a fake, that that was was a fake a bubble screen. Play design. They faked the bubble screen yep. and they brought him up the sideline. So what do they do now? They go back and run the bubble screen about fourteen more times. The rest of, I mean, look, I, I can criticize the offense all you want. I just, you know how I feel about that. But he is regressing because of the design of offense, because receivers don't win, because he's getting hit, and because he just hasn't improved. He he's hasn't not, improved. He's not, and that's he's, the most concerning thing. Would you agree? He's just not accurate right now. His mechanics, Tony. It's, yeah, I agree. Go back and watch the throw to – yeah, if you watch the throw to Yes, to I, I saw Jones, it. I saw it multiple touchdown. times. Step into it. Step into it. It's a touchdown. His body is going one way. His arm's going the other. It's a terrible – mechanics are terrible. Yeah. By the way, that week one touchdown was a pass deep left to DJ Chark. I remember that. Against Houston. Far corner of the end zone, away from where the booth is, mm -hmm. going right to left. That's correct. Back right corner of the yeah. end zone. That's correct. And then he threw another touchdown pass to Manhurts in that game, didn't he? Yeah, he had three in that game. 
So he, he has three. nine for the year. <laughs> so he was on pace, he was on pace for fifty something. He had five in the first three weeks of the season, and then he uh, has yeah, four since then. Four since then. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah, big problem, and he's part of the problem. You know, I didn't. I'm like when I say that's a problem, he's part of included in that problem. Are you worried about him? Yes, I'm worried about everything. I'm worried, Pete. How can you no, not you be worried, worried about him not being? That guy, Pete. We were one and fifteen last year. We're two and twelve right now. That means we're three and twenty-seven. That's not what I'm asking you. No, you're are missing you my point. Worried I'm worried about everything. Isn't the guy? Okay, I th- but are you worried he's not the guy? No, I still think he's the guy. I do too. I do. But too. I'm worried about everything. But I think he's the guy. I'm betting on him. Hmm. But but, uh, but again, everything else. You can worry about if he ain't the guy. That's another five, six years of garbage. Pete, let's not talk about that right now. Oof. By the way, that fifty-eight yard pass, the longest of the season for him, was against Tennessee, um, and it was a pass deep left to Lavisca Chenault, who ran out of bounds, fifty-eight yards in that game, October tenth. Was that the underneath crosser that he ran the long Must, ways? Uh, yeah, I think deep it was. left is what it says. Deep left. I don't remember I don't him ever remember going deep. I don't remember that one. I don't either. Has huh. deep ever gone deep? For LaVisca Chenault would be an aberration. <laughs> so maybe it was that to the was left. It was like 10, was 12 it yards. Cross and he ran, and he ran like all the way left. across the yeah. field, didn't yeah. he? That I must that have been it. it. So yeah, that's not deep, deep left. What it said. I'm just a, going what yeah. the official book says. Yeah, I just don't remember. I mean, come on, Pete. Don't get on JP. It's not his fault. Yeah. He's just reading. Just reading That's all he does facts. anyways. I don't know. Well, I know he's reading. I'm not getting on JP. I'm saying the, 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 the whoever put that stat down in there to describe the play was wrong. It wasn't deep left. Pete, are you concerned about Trevor? No. No. I mean, you can put anybody in this system right now and with that pool of receivers in that offensive line and he's not going to succeed. No, I'm not. You know the storyline this week's going to be. What I am be... concerned with, what I am concerned with though, is the fact that through the process his mechanics have waned, and his accuracy is worse, and he's not getting through his progressions as fast even as he did early in the season. Yeah, and he's going backwards. That's, that's what you're saying. Answer. He's going down. He's he, going the wrong yeah, direction. And he took, and I think he's taking easy throws rather than. Letting one fit in there and take it. Like, for example, and see if you remember this play. He took one in the middle of the field, I think, to O'Shaughnessy on third down. And it was third and whatever, and he got two, three yards short of the first down in the middle of the field. He had, and I can't remember who it was, on the deep cross. And he all he had to do was fit it in there, and it's a 20-yard shot down the middle of the field. He didn't take it. He took the easier throw. And I'm seeing more and more of that, which is concerning. Well, the other thing that you're saying is, yeah, I I think I do. But the other thing that stood out stood out to me the last few weeks is his uh, jumpiness in the pocket a little bit. Like the protection has not been great. Let's be clear, but it's been when it's good. Sometimes he's still moving around, going into trouble instead of just being calm and sitting there and taking a you know hitch up, step up, and letting it fly. And so there's just a bunch of stuff that makes you concerned, but. I'm still a believer. I'm still doubling down. I'll double down right now mm. on him being. Well, I'm going to give you an example on something. On something you watched New England play the other night against the Colts. 
The Colts didn't sniff Mac Jones <laughs> every single time he went back to throw. He had the cl- one of the cleanest because the Colts aren't a great pass rush team anyways, but his pockets were amazing in that game. I mean, few teams have pockets like that. But Trevor Lawrence has a pocket like that. He's going to hit somebody. He's going to if he give give him Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and the creativity of Josh McDaniels and that offensive line with that pocket, Trevor Lawrence will look outstanding. Pete, you know the storyline the next two weeks is going to be the quarterback matchups. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. Fair or not, that's oh, what coming. the storyline's going to be. It's coming. Well, and, and Zach Wilson is another one that hasn't looked good in large part because of who's around them. I mean, think about – Think about the situations, too. Situations matter for a young quarterback. If you took Mac Jones, who's a Jacksonville kid, and put him with the Jaguars and put Trevor Lawrence with the Patriots, Trevor Lawrence would be every bit as good, if not better, than Mac Jones, and Mac Jones would be struggling like Trevor Lawrence. That's the reality of it. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. A little defensive talk. We'll come back around to the quarterback. Tony, you all right? Snack well, so, oh, what, uh, snack. We might need to keep the camera on for a live look in during no, the timeout no, 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 to no, Tony no, Baselli's no. snack habits. I'd like to eat in private, please. Plenty ahead, of course. We'll uh, take a look at the draft order that has changed in our weekly draft segment since the Jaguars have been eliminated. Of course, the second hour, your social questions and much more. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. The main thing we try to focus on is just having your eye. I think that's one of the most important uh, tools you need as a, a DB to you know, have good eye. Make sure your eyes on the receiver, just in case he does a double move or act like he's blocking and take off. So that's the main thing we preach was uh, having good eyes and don't let the ball uh, get over our head. So. Tyson Campbell, rookie cornerback, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Buscelli. Recapping a Jags loss to the Houston Texans, 30-16 the final score. The Texans are 3-11, two of those wins against the Jags. Jags are 2-12. And And, uh, we'll get to the draft order coming up. You probably know what it is by now in 2022. The two teams we've beaten have winning records. That's right. AFC East opponents, Dolphins and Bills. Because the Dolphins won again, correct? They did. They rallied. They don't have a winning record, though. What are they, 7-7? Seven and seven? 500. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah, okay, so every – I mean, my point is the two teams we beat have, are 500 and have a winning record. You think you – think What about the, the Bills? What about the Dolphins? What do you think the Dolphins and the Bills are thinking right now after look, watching us lose to the t- Texans with – 11 guys on the COVID list, seven starters out. Mm. I mean, what are they thinking? They're like, what? How did we? What? What? What What happened? Hello? How did this happen? Particularly the Bills. (laughs) They lost 9-6. 9-6. I mean, the the Jags scored a combined 32 points in those games. 23 was the high watermark against Miami. You understand 23 is the high watermark for the The year. season, yes. I understand, and you had to kick two fifty-yarders from from Oxford, England, to to win the game. So, are we the low? Do we have the? We have to have the. We have to be the lowest scoring offense in the NFL now. After that last week, because the the Texans outscored 
put well, thirty on the board. I know the Texans were we were point two points more. <laughs> I know it was thirteen point eight to thirteen point six. Yes, fourteen point eight to fourteen. We went up though. Yeah, we did because we scored sixteen. Yeah, that's how we that's how yeah, we rolled, baby. Eight to fourteen. We overachieved. Steve. It's 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 really um <laughs> what's that, Pete? I mean, they lost to Buffalo, and Buffalo has double the scoring average. <laughs> Buffalo lost to them. How? Defense had a, an epic day. That's why. Well, and let's talk about the defense because overall, this defense has done a good job this year. Yeah, they have. I mean, even yesterday, I mean, the Texans stink. One was a kick return. Mm-hmm. The last at the end, the bubble screen. I mean, it's like it's. I mean. You don't want that to happen. But the reality is they held them under 300 yards. They got a turnover. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like the defense, I give Joe Cullen credit. and It'll be interesting to see what happens with whoever the new coach is because I think they're going to clean house on the offensive side. Like, I think that's like, that's my opinion. I don't, I mean, I don't know anything, but my guess is when you have the worst offense in the history of the franchise and one of the worst in the history of the NFL, you're probably going to clean house. It'll be interesting well, to see what they do. Coach def- might clean house on the defensive side too, Tony. I'm not saying he won't, Pete. He might, I'm, but I would argue Joe Cullen's done a good job with this unit. I would agree. So if you I have a agree. good defensive coordinator, why would you get rid of him? And by the way, the guy that you was speaking speaking at the podium before when we played a sound, yes, he's gotten ten times better. He's gotten better. He's improved as the season has gone. Right. Mo- most improved player of the year. And he's going to be good. Yeah. You can tell. He's going to be good. Yeah. So that's a big hit for them. That We'll, we'll give him credit for that. That's, I mean, that's the big hit. So far, he right now, he's the best rookie. That's a bad thing, though. That is a bad thing. Well, he's only but, one of two that have played. First that's another bad that's thing. A, well, Walker Little played. Walker Little did. played on Sunday. He did yesterday. That's right. It was better. What happened to Cam Robinson, by the way? Got a neck. Strained neck. That's right. Day to day. But aren't we all? So what do you think of Walker Little before we get to the defense? I wanted to. He was better. He still doesn't take great angles on his sets. Still doesn't use his hands. Like he like lets him get into the body too much. He got off balance on the one play where the guy went around him, it looked like. Am I wrong about that? Where he, like, he let him get into him, and then he kind of fell, and he went around no, Because him. he took a terrible set. He like opened up the gate, didn't get – I mean, it was just terrible, the whole thing. But he was better. You can see he's improving. He's working at it. Like He's a big, strong dude. Um, I might – I'm if Cam – I mean, if Cam's healthy, I might start Walker Little at right tackle. You said that going into the game I yesterday. Did. Find out what he can do. How about this? Put him a guard. He's a big old sucker. Well, yeah, because the left guard isn't very good. Well, I don't think he's going to be back. And he's re- he talk about a guy who looks like he went off the, the career cliff. He's not playing as well. He looks like he went off the career cliff. Hey, speaking of youngins, how did Cisco play yesterday? 47% of the snaps on defense. He had a nice open field tackle. Nothing stood out to me. Like, there was nothing remarkable. Nothing bad, though, either. Like, I'm looking forward to... Which um, is good. If you're playing on the back end, that's good if it's nothing bad. That's why I agree. I'm, I, I want to go back and watch him, like, specifically, because I didn't watch specifically him every play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm looking forward to watch. I mean, the thing that stood out to me watching our defense is where's Josh Allen? Like, what happened? Like, where'd he did go? Did Josh Allen not start the game? He did not. Why? I don't know. No, I wasn't told. Uh, it was Smoot and Chase on were the starters. That's what I saw. Yeah. And when I'm watching the tape, I started watching the tape, and I saw that, and I'm like, he wasn't in on the first two plays of the game. I don't remember how many plays. I know it was the first one for sure. That's all I know. But where's he gone? Yeah, and I, I said I said this this morning, but, Pete. Okay, I but went, why didn't he? If, I don't know. He's the, he's, why didn't he start? Don't know, Pete. I wasn't. You know, you're in the press. Why don't you guys ask the coaches those questions? Because I'm not there. I don't cover that team on a daily basis. JP, why don't you ask the question? Why didn't he start? I, I don't know. Today was a virtual press conference. Yeah, but I, I'll I, say you could have you could have asked have, the question. Could have. That's embarrassing, yeah. JP. It's great. Thanks, um, Tony. You could have also. You're I'm in the media. In, I'm not in you the media. You are in the media. Way. Yes, no, you are. I have a different role. I'm not an interviewer. I'm not a press conference guy. I'm a commentator. <laughs> Maybe, I will say I will say I this. Josh maybe Allen one of has my buddies, maybe one of my buddies in the Jacksonville media will text me right now and they know the answer to that. Why why didn't he start? So but here's the thing. I said this this morning, Pete, I want your reaction. Because the question this morning on Dan and Jeff's show is like, where is Josh Allen? Like, where'd he go? Like, he's not been productive lately. And my comment was, I think where I've landed with Josh Allen, Josh Allen's a nice player, he's a good player. Like you like he's a positive impact on your team, but he's not a difference maker. He's not a guy who's going to take over the game and wreak, just wreak havoc or wreak havoc. Like a Bosa. No, like a Bosa. no. He's not going to take over the game and dominate a DJ Watt. No. Yeah. Miles Garrett. Nope. No, he's not that. He's just a nice player. I will say this about Josh Allen. He has been on the injury report for a number so, of weeks with a shoulder. Yeah. Just saying. Everyone's hurt, JP. I'm just saying. Everyone's he hurt this four, time of year. He was credited with four hurries, though, I think, if I'm not mistaken, which – I don't remember. I got. I haven't watched the defensive tape except for the first couple plays, but I watched. I did not I'm see. I'm with you, Tony. I watched the tape today. I didn't see anything like nothing. Like I'm not saying he played bad. I'm talking difference maker. I'm talking a guy like when you turn on the tape and you play offensive line in this league, you're like, oh, you know what? I got to block that dude. Like you're watching tape into the wee hours of the night to try to figure out how to block that guy. Like, I remember in 96, Pete, yeah. when we played Buffalo and, and uh, Bruce Smith was defensive player of the year, I watched every game, like, grinding, trying to figure out how I'm going to block this guy because he was dominant. That's not Josh Allen. That's Miles Garrett. That's Nick Bosa. That's T.J. Watt. Like, those Joey guys. Bosa. Joey Bosa. Yeah. Chandler Jones. Like, these guys are like, you, like, watch tape and you're grinding. Like, okay, what I need to figure out. Like, what does he do? That's not Josh Allen right now. I'm just sorry. He, what does he have, five and a half sacks? Yeah. That, that, that's, I mean, he's a good – like, I want him on my team. I'm not trying to kick him off the which, team or anything. Which, well, don't worry. They got the number one overall pick. They can get another defensive end. But, Pete, am I wrong with that? I mean, he's not a difference no, maker, is not. he? No, he's not. There's, here's why. There are certain guys that play hard and play tough, and they'll get you eight or nine sacks a year. Then there are guys that are special that play hard and play tough and have the physical explosive ability in the hands and everything else to get themselves 15 sacks. Josh Allen is more of the first group. He might get the 9, 10, 11 sacks 
from playing hard, playing tough, playing He's not going to explosively blow by people on a continual basis. And that's the difference. Like if he's the second end opposite Miles Garrett, he'd be really a good player. If he was the second end opposite Nick Bosa, he'd be a really dynamic yeah, but, player. But, but, but he was the second is he is he like Crosby right. at the Raiders? He's not, I mean Crosby like that's a dude that plays hard and disrupts football games. Right. No. Is he he's that? Not that? No. Is he let me ask you this. Was he better than Yannick and Gakway? I think they're like they're like good hard players that like you want on your team. I don't think they're going to take over games and I argue that Yannick takes over games more cuz he creates fumbles. Yannick is a better Pass rusher and worse run player. Josh Allen's a better run player and a worse pass rusher. Right, but like you look at like Max Crosby. Like, there's a name. I'm like everyone says. Well, you're talking about Miles Garrett and like the top end guys. Okay, Max Crosby or not, what's his what's his first name? Is it Max? Yeah, Max. Max. Yeah, Max Crosby, defensive end for the Raiders. The dude just takes over games. Like he disrupts. He beats people up. He's hitting the quarterback. Like you know where he Have is. You like done- when you. When you sign up, like when you get on the film and you yeah. watch, you're like, um, okay, see whatever number he is, 98, 99, I don't know what number he is. Like, we got to block him. Like, watch him. He's good. I got to block him. Like, I don't see that in Josh. And that's why I thought he was going to be this year. All right. We gotta, we're up against it, Pete. Let's, let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation, of course. We'll get back to the offense. We'll get back to the aftermath of the Urban Meyer Let's firing. go back. Back and forth. Back and forth. That's what we do. We're all over the place. We're back in a moment. Veterans, choose VA for the benefits you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. What are we doing? Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. That's what I smell. It's very good. This is the... the diet I, so far, Baselli. Huh? How's that diet been going? Well, I didn't... This, in all honesty, Pete... Hmm. And JP, this is the first thing I've eaten all day today. No breakfast, no lunch, nothing. You're withering away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can't imagine that being true. I give you my word. Nothing. You're you're, you're lying like you you. Why would the, I lie? The, the, I just the had crackers from and that Fritos. Build, the no line one... from that building is tripled I mean, down. Pete, why would I lie? I, listen, I had crackers <laughs> wow, and Fritos. Pete. It's not like I'm saying I'm eating celery and broccoli. <laughs> I'm eating Fritos and. and <laughs> Crackers. If, I, if anybody would be hangry, the definition would be him. That'd be, yeah, but that would be whatever him. reason, I got and busy. He, and he wasn't that angry, was he? No, because no, I got busy. No. I got busy, Pete. Next he thing wasn't. you know, it's like. We've seen him hangry before. Yeah, this I, was not that no, today. I hadn't eaten. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try not to eat and see if I can just lose weight. It's called think, intermittent <laughs> fasting if you don't eat till later in the day, by the way. There, I, there I, actually I, is see? a thing That's what I did. out there like that. I, intermed- I intermediate uh, fasted. Just eat when you're hungry. Well, you're hungry all the I'm time. Not intermediate fasting, intermittent. <laughs> intermediate. Fasting. Oh, inter- intermediate. I'm an intermediate, intermediate fasting. Tony. Tony's gonna have the intermediate fasting diet where he eats every 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you know, we promised when the Jaguars were eliminated from playoff contention that we would have a draft segment, and here it is tonight. The Jaguars oh, are now number one in the 2022. Draft order. The Detroit Lions knocked off the Arizona Cardinals to get their second win of the season. They are 2-11-1. The Jaguars are now 2-12, and and they have the inside track to the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft, Pete. 
you know, the, I was watching it all play out in front of me yesterday in our green room. And I turned to one of my guys and I go, this is where I'm different than like a guy like Tony Baselli tomorrow when I do the show. Because I'm sitting here thinking, boy, that's actually not a bad thing that they lost on Sunday. And, and the Lions won because now you have the number one overall pick again. Well, Look I mean, at JP just shaking his head. Well, I, I'll actually say this, uh, Pete. If you're going to be bad and this bad, just stay, like, be the worst. Because I'd rather have the first overall pick than the second, third, or fourth. That way I can pick anyone I want. So it's a good thing that they lost on Sunday. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends where you're sitting. If you're a player, no, it's not good. If you're a coach, it's not good. I'm at the point now. It also depends on who they're picking, who's doing the picking. Well, yeah. Am I wrong? That's a great question, I don't too. Know. I don't know who it is. Do you? No. I don't either. But, and we got to get it. We're going to get into some of that futures talk in a second. But as far as the draft, who are you picking? Number one overall pick gives. If I'm going to try and move it and get more picks, I'll be okay, honest. Let's say you can't uh, move I, it, I, Pete. I, you can't move it. Who are you picking? You're stuck with the number one pick. Oh. Who are you picking? Boy, that's, it, for me, it's tough, and here's why. I think I'm taking Hutchinson, but I worry about Hutchinson versus the kid at Oregon because the kid at Oregon has so much more athletic ability and and – Bigger, I think, or not as big. No, he's not And Hutchinson, he's about the same size, I think. But Hutchinson, he's not as tall. But Hutchinson has all the moves and all the technique and everything else where he dominates college linemen. But, Tony, you would know this better than me. If you have an athletic freak versus a guy with all the tricks that knows how to use them, who would you rather block? Well, an athletic freak who doesn't know how to rush is the easy guy to block, in my opinion. Like he just goes up the field, but what about an athletic freak who knows how to rush? But he doesn't. Oh, have that's all a problem. That, that, that's a really good player. <laughs> but I've heard Hutchinson's is a really good athlete. Like he runs four six, great vertical. I heard the kid's a great athlete. Here's my concern with Hutchinson a little bit, and, I, and I've watched some of his tape. I love him. Don't get me wrong. Where was he? <laughs> I think he got hurt in COVID. You know what I mean? He got hurt when he had COVID last year and he had to hurt two years ago. But when he did play, he wasn't as dominant. And that always worries me a little bit. We have reached the conclusion of hour number one. Plenty more ahead. Hour two of Jaguars Happy Hour coming up, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Step in the right direction, but we just gotta we gotta finish. 
That's Trevor Lawrence, of course, after the game yesterday, and welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco recapping a Jaguars loss to the Houston Texans, the first game since the departure of head coach Urban Meyer. He was fired late Wednesday night, Thursday morning, a little after 12.30 a.m., and the aftermath of that and the remaining days of the week led into this game. That's now the sixth consecutive loss for the Jaguars. And they've now lost eight in a row against the Houston Texans. And they were swept this year again by the Texans team. This Texans team of all teams. It's a totally different team from week one as well. And uh, they still put 30 on the board against the Jags yesterday. Defensive starters were down with COVID yesterday for Houston. Special teams struggles for the Jaguars, to say the least. The offense was better relative to really bad, and the defense had some moments. Uh, bad all around right now for the Jags, though. Three games to go, though. The Jaguars have the inside track to the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Up next, a quarterback battle. The top two from the 2021 Draft going head-to-head next week at MetLife Stadium. Trevor Lawrence and the 2-12 and Jags. Zach Wilson and the 3-11 and New York Jets, Christmas in Jersey. Are you done talking yet? Yes. That was a long end. end. I mean, I, I, got, I forgot you really were actually doing the show. It really was. Like, holy cow, JP. Amazing. Take a breath. It's not the hey, JP Pete, show. Can we talk? I mean, we can we talk now? Like, yeah, you know what? The, you can talk. You have you anything want. else you want to read for I'll us? I'll just, you know, Holy sit back smokes. and kick back and relax. I literally, like, I, I was reading Twitter, Pete, and I forgot that I was on the show because I'm like, I, <laughs> JP's just reading for 10 minutes. You were hearing, what were you hearing? Ba, 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 I heard ba, 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 Oh, wow. We're kidding, JP. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I literally checked out. Too I not. actually I thought I was like in another world. I'm you like, know what? Sh- what show is this? Yeah, I'm just going to kick back. You guys go for it. Uh, oh, uh, don't worry, JP. We'll do it. All right. Shut off his mic. All right, it's Tony, cool, let's man. Get to some issues here. We'll Enjoy. Be JP standing over there. I'm just going to put my Tony, feet on the desk. Does Shad Khan need an advisor? To help him in the coaching search. Does Shad Khan need an advisor? Um, I think we all need advisors, JP. I mean, not JP, Pete and JP. Um, from the standpoint, I think we need individuals that we trust, that we can bounce things off of and help us through the process. And so if that – and um, yeah, so I guess the short answer is yes. And I think if I was – in Shod shoes, I'd evaluate how I got to this point and do it just do it different. <laughs> and I'm half joking there. I mean, how it, many different ways has he done it already, though? Think about that. Well, I'm not he, half joking. You're not half joking. Well, I, well, here's the thing has he done it different? He's hired different people, different okay. types, right? But he's been at the centerpiece of making the okay. final call. And, and now, in fairness to Shot, I don't know his process. Right. I don't know if anyone really knows the process of, and maybe he is listening to people. So this is me takes, taking some liberties um, based on what I know, which is not a complete picture, to be clear. So he might be. But, but, but my, my, perception is, my perception is, Pete, is that he gets people, he interviews them, and then he makes the choice. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, that's all we know, at least. I mean, JP, do you know anything I else? I do not know anything That's else. all I know. No. Well, let's take the Urban Meyer hiring. Okay. There was a little bit of an infatuation there. 
they clearly at one point last year decided he was going to be the guy. Probably earlier probably than any of us. Probably earlier than any of us realized. It was, it was during the season. They knew. And what led him to that? Now, I've heard that Trent actually was all in favor of it. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've and I don't know where their their connection comes from. So he leaned on Trent for that advice. And then once he interviewed and Urban's track record obviously stood on its own. It's not like you need to get convinced of it once you sit down with him. If you like him, you probably hire him. Yeah, but that's where I disagree, Pete. Here, let me stop you there. And this is where I and I don't know if and he could have done this. I don't know if he did or not. But I know this. I had a bunch of people call me unsolicited by the by the way. Once it got out that we were thinking about hiring Urban Meyer, saying that's not a good decision. Like, don't hire him. I like, agree. I mean, so I was getting that. Now, unsolicited, I had nothing to do with the process, and so. I would think, and I don't know this, but if I'm shot, I am picking up the phone and calling people and diving in deep, doing the deep dive. We've heard that for a while. Is it's in, the second time you've used that. And tonight. really asking the questions. No different than, like, as you hired, I'm, like, when you he made the decision to go Trent Baalke as your GM. I mean, if it's me, my recommendation is, like, I pick up the phone and I start dialing for dollars to figure out, I want to know everything about this. And so I guess my point in saying this, moving forward, if I was him, I think, like, I, he maybe already has an advisor. I don't know how I – don't, I don't know enough about the process to speak to that one way or another, Pete. But I'll say this. I would pick up that phone and I'd call, and I'd do a lot of – have a lot of phone call conversations with people who have nothing to gain by, like, whether – no matter what they say about the person. Like, I want to know the truth. Like, like if I'm like perfect example, Pete. Like if I'm gonna go call and like have questions about JP, I'm gonna call people that know JP, that have worked with JP, been around JP, and don't get anything out of JP getting the job or not getting the job. Like I just want to know. Like tell me well, what the dude's like. Me, I'll tell you about all about JP. I'll tell you all <laughs> about JP. But you know what you mean. No, you but know you're right, mean, Tony. But but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the other side of that. Okay. Jimmy Johnson came out yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, and defended Urban Meyer. He's friends with him. Jimmy Johnson's a respected football guy. If Shad Khan called Jimmy Johnson, <clears throat> excuse me, and said, hey, I'm thinking about hiring Urban Meyer. What do you think? I want to talk to you. Go talk to him. He talks to him. He says, oh, this guy's a great coach. He does this, this, and this. Well, there's a reference. If he called Belichick, and I know they have utmost respect for Belichick, Belichick and Urban Meyer, friendly excuse me, friendly, he'd give him a good recommendation. Okay. So there's two recommendations. Great. I'm gonna, how about go call the University of Florida and ask people who worked with them every day? Because guess what? Urban Meyer has never worked with Bill Belichick and has never worked with Jimmy Johnson. So that's fine. Guess what? They don't know Urban Johnson at all, Urban Meyer. They, Jimmy Johnson, like, knew him from afar and, like, probably went to some dinners, like, like award ceremonies and hung out you and drank. You are spot on, Tony. Like, they don't know you him. Spot like, on. go call the people who worked with them. Go call the secretary. Like, I'll never forget, John Robinson, my coach at USC the last couple of years, he said, it, like, he said something that stuck into me forever. And he had, like, and I've said this story before, he had like three rules. Play hard, be on time. And the third rule was the thing that impacted me the most. He says, you better treat everybody in the building with respect. And you better treat the secretary the same way you treat me. And you better treat the janitor the same way you treat me. Because if you don't, 
That tells me who you are, and I don't want you on my team. I tell that story. Go call the people that Urban Meyer worked with every day, and what do they say about him? Not with Jimmy Johnson, and I like Jimmy Johnson. And Bill Belichick, great coach. They never have worked with him. They don't know. And I'll, and, I, and I'll go one step further with the same kind of line of thinking about respect the people in the building, treat them with respect. Every personnel guy and scout I've ever talked to says when they go to a school, they don't want to get the information from what the coach will say because he's going to pump the guy up. He wants him to get to the NFL. It helps him. Yep. They go talk to the strength coach. They go talk to the secretaries. The counselors. They go talk to the support staff. They talk to uh, the cafeteria workers. That's where you find out all about the guy. And so, Tony, you are spot on. They should have went to Florida. They should have went to Ohio State. They should have went a bunch of different places, talked to agents, people. And how is he when you deal with them? And, and they would have found out what everybody in Jacksonville found out when he was inside the building. He makes people miserable. I mean, I'm just saying. I made. A, I mean, I had a handful of conversations when this was all happening last year. Not, I mean, I'm not part of the process. I, and people would call me. I'm like, dude, why are you calling me? I got nothing to do with this. But I mean, they give me their opinions. It wasn't always very flattering, which is fine. I mean, you, and there's nothing wrong with asking Jimmy Johnson or Bill Belichick. But that's just one perspective, and that's perspective. And here's the other thing you understand a lot of time about coaches. Coaches don't like bad-mouthing other coaches. It's like doctors. You ever go ask a doctor about another doctor? Like they, Doctors will never say anything bad about another doctor because they don't want to come blown back on them. And so asking Jimmy Johnson or Bill Belichick about Urban Meyer, they're not, I mean, they don't know him. I mean, like, like the day-to-day, and they're probably not going to just rip the guy. Because like they have this little community, this little fraternity. So I agree with Pete when I said go ask, go ask the guys. Had to, go ask people who had to work with these individuals every day. And whoever you hire next, do the same deep, deep dive. <laughs> You're trying not deep to dive. say it, but you did it. Do the, you, you know, no, do a you complete to, audit. You know, we're joking about deep dive, but that's exactly what it is. But who does he get to do it? That's the question. He needs somebody to guide him. First and foremost, if Trent Baalke is not going to be part of the team, and we don't know that, but if he's not, then you need somebody to step in that's going to lead the process. And so how do you do you hire a, a guy who can hire and advise you on hiring your coach and GM together? Or do you, or do you hire the GM and then he hires the coach? Uh, there's a lot of things at play in there that you have to decide how you're going to do it. But he needs somebody to advise him. And it's not Trent. It can't be Trent. If Trent advised him on Urban Meyer, which you hear he did, then then I think you can't be Trent. So it has to be somebody on the outside. So do you hire a, a former personnel guy, a coach, uh, a head coach? Uh, Tony Dungy's name has been mentioned. Somebody along those lines. And I, I just think he needs somebody to lean on with football background to help him get through the process. When we return, we're going to keep it real. We haven't even started to keep it real yet. Jaguars real. Game Day Radio is brought to you by Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Uh, I mean, I thought there was I thought there was things that we did better today. You know. Um, you know, there, there was a little bit of explosion. You were able to find, you know, find guys. Uh, we were able to create some space for some people. But 
again, we just we, there, there was opportunities to make plays. We didn't make some of them. I mean, we got to catch the ball. We got to throw the ball. Um, we gotta, you know, we got to protect better, and we'll be able, we'll be able to find the, find the end zone. But um, it's just it's on us to continue to improve. That's Daryl Bevel after the game yesterday. A Jaguars lost to the Houston Texans, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Vaselli is rubbing his face. <laughs> My head hurts. What, what's, you all right? You gonna oh, make it? Gosh. It's been one of those afternoons already. Well, it's just I mean, we're just awful on offense, and we we're not getting better. And like, like. And what Daryl Bevel said is right. I mean, you got to catch the ball. You got to throw it more accurately. You got to block. There's just no juice. There's no mm-hmm. juice on that side mm-hmm. of the ball. Mm-hmm. What you... do you think of the decision to change, make Brian Schottenheimer the play caller? Oh, what can it hurt? Go for it. Try it. I mean, what does it matter? I mean, I mean if it makes it easier for Daryl Bevel to manage the. Uh, that's the way it sounded today. Manage the whole game? Sure. Yeah, that's the way it sounded today. <laughs> if I'm Daryl Bevel, I'm not doing it, though. What if they come out and score 30 a game? You'll never be an <laughs> offensive coordinator again. <laughs> and they are playing They are playing a bad defense this week, by the way. <laughs> what if they just, like, like a pinball machine in the middle? They'll score 40. Everyone's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. What has this Bevel guy been doing? Where's Shoddy been the whole time? Well, maybe, he can, maybe he can cut down on the the little bubble screens to Chenault from five to two or something per game. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. But, I mean, I, does it matter? I mean, they're not, how much can you change in one week? I mean, you are who you are at this you point. You can't. All right, this I thought us... the opening drive on I thought the opening drive looked great. Go ahead, you got to do your uh your um keeping it real. Yeah, Go well ahead, this Jake. this leads us into the the keeping it real conversation and keeping it real is presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. It's kind of to the I still haven't gotten anything out of this uh, whole yeah, uh, piece. It's a yeah, you know. Yeah. No liquor has been sent my way. Uh, it's wine, oh, which no means wine. that you're that means the, the ones you're going to give out for Christmas is too late. Yeah, I, yeah. The, <laughs> clock's ticking. I mean, I'm in trouble. I guess <laughs> you guys will all know why you're not getting your Christmas presents. <laughs> Bob didn't send me anything. Santa Claus ain't coming to town. <laughs> Bob didn't send me in anything. Uh, so this is kind of to our our topic here. Okay. Pete, I know we interrupted you there, but um, who are your offensive pillars right now? Who do you build around on the offensive side of the football moving ahead? So no matter um, who's picking, whatever's going on, who are the guys that are Trevor Lawrence? You believe in Trevor Lawrence? Okay, James Robinson, Cam Robinson. Even still, yeah, franchise him. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, it's hard to find. Go look around left tackles in this we, league. We, we, we've gone through this. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. Okay, that's three. Um, I'm building around. That's it. Pete? Quarterback. Left tackle for the right price. Running back is part of the running game, but I need some. I need speed back there. He's oh, yeah, a good but player, I'm but saying, I need, but the, I need He's a, a guy. That he's on your roster. And you've got ETN coming off yeah, injury oh, yeah. next year. Oh, wait. None of the other guys. Are the, ben Barch is on your roster, Tony. No, then I'm just like, not building around him. I'm, okay, yeah, but like I might – I'm not saying I'm not going to upgrade right guard if I can. Like I'm, the way I look at it, the question you asked, well, you is like where am I like going in next year? I feel like I got three starters. Correct. But like, like you ben, do, do I think Ben? Okay, let me say I'll back. say it differently. Do I think Ben Barch is a starter? Yes, Ben Barch can start. 
Like my guess is, unless you go find someone else, like Juwan Taylor is going to be your starting right tackle next year. Unless someone can beat him out. I mean, finding offensive linemen is not easy. And you have a bunch of no, stuff. You know, here's some. So, okay, I'm going to give you an example, though. You watch the game Sunday night. The, the Saints played without their starting tackles and a backup guard. And they just totally did everything they could against a good defense. Protected them. And they had time at times. And it wasn't a disaster. Why is that, Tony? Good coaching, good scheme. You run the ball, take the pass rush out, you play action pass, you move the pocket, you change the launch point so it's the guys can't tee off. I mean, I can give you a lot of things you can do differently. Hmm. They haven't gotten any better, the offensive line. No. Juwan Taylor's gone in the wrong direction. Andrew Norwell, I think he's hit the goodbye career over ledge, and he's done. Uh, I think Brandon Linder is uh, is basically washed up. Um, I mean, not washed up, but he, he can't Beat stay up. on the field. That's my concern with him. Yep. Right. And and the right guard has moments where he looks like he can be a, a good, solid guard. He does. Okay. But Pete, let me ask but you this question. That's not good enough. Is there any receiver you're, that you are not against, like, or, that you're not trying to upgrade for next year? No. No. Any, t- any tight end you're not trying to upgrade? watching the game? No. Okay. In the game on Sunday, and I said, Hold Treadwell would be finish. a good four or five. Let me finish. Okay, so there's not every you're going to try to upgrade every receiver. You're going to try to upgrade every tight end. Tell me the offensive line positions that you're not going to try to upgrade. There aren't any left tackle. You're going to keep your left if tackle. You're keeping Cam, yeah, for the right price. That's what I'm saying. But you're, like you're not actively going to Joe try and find another left tackle. No, no, you would you would try and keep him for if the money got out of whack, you'd go try and find a left tackle. Fair enough. I'm I'm assuming. I mean, if you had to franchise him again, it's fifteen million bucks or seventeen million bucks next year. I'd franchise not, him. That's He's going to be my left tackle next year. Yes, yes. that's my point. You can't because here's the thing: you can't fix everything. It's a long like, list. Like you literally have to put some plugs in, saying we're going with this guy. <laughs> we're like going there. My would point is, this is what the build is. lineman with. Would you consider the offensive lineman with the first overall pick? Yeah, I would. The kid from Alabama is the real deal. Evan Neal. Evan Neal. Real deal. Let me tell you what I'm doing, Pete. I'm taking the best players because I don't have enough good ones. I don't. What if a receiver was the best player? You wouldn't take him first. Well, maybe. Why not? I mean, I don't, uh, I don't like the, that idea. You wouldn't take a back for her. You wouldn't take a back for her. Well, there, but you? there's never going to be a back that's the best player. Well, he could be the best player. He's just not going to have the most value. That's my point. Well, best player value, like, like I'm taking the guy that brings the most value to my team. That's, he has to be a good player. For example, if Jonathan Taylor was in the draft. I'm not taking and him. Nick Bosa were in the draft. I'm taking Nick Bosa. Because he's a better, more value. doesn't mean yes, he's he better at his play position. You, than, well, Pete, right. but this is where you go. Let me tell you how it goes. You know this. Yeah, Come on. You draft quarterback. Mm-hmm. You draft affect the quarterback. You draft protect the quarterback. And then you and then you know you, you draft one, after, And then you know what you draft after that? The quarterback's passes down. The yeah, corner. No, corner. but no. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you my order. Because you know what? If you affect the quarterback, you can play with inferior uh, DBs. Go tell me the four. Who are the four starting DBs for the Giants when they about killed Brady and ended their undefeated season? You can't tell me. You know you could tell me. You could tell me the front four that were getting after him. 
But but Tony, I'm saying yes. And okay, hold on. Let me tell right, you what. I actually had the same no, theory. Wait, listen, that's how you fix it. Let me tell you, fix it. Quarterback, affect the quarterback, protect the quarterback. Speed on offense. That's it. Go do that. You'll be okay. No, it's it's a five pronged approach. Now it used to be four pronged. It's the quarterback knock down the quarterback, protect the quarterback, knock down the quarterback's passes, and now it's catch him with speed. It's the game has changed. It never used to be a receiver. The okay, fine. I'm take my point is I'm putting speed in front of your knocking down the quarterback's ball because I'm gonna have a pass rush that's gonna be knocking the guy's head off. He's not gonna be able to throw it. That's a penalty. Yeah, but how good would your defense be if you had Jalen behind a pass rush like that? Well. I've talked to defensive coordinators that I respect, and they say, well, you know what makes a great back half is a great front four. Oh, I'm with you. I'm, oh, the front is Let me tell important. you what. There's, there's a theory out there now that the secondary is more important. I don't buy it. Hey, because here's the thing, Pete. Go. Remember the 49ers when Solo, two years ago, they went to the Super Bowl, and, and Richard Sermon was old and couldn't run, but was all pro or yeah. pro bowl? Right. You ask anyone on that staff, they were great on the back half because they had four dudes who could get after the quarterback. Yeah, and I'm you never you. had time back you, there. I'm with you. That the, the most important positions are quarterback and knocking him down and then protecting the quarterback. And then I'm, my only thing is I'm not saying secondary is not important, but I need guys who can run outside on offense. Safety's not important. Corner's important. Speed. speed. I need speed on mm, offense. Speed. Yeah. And not just straight line speed. I need suddenness. I need, like, make you miss. Like, oh, my gosh, you're in the open field. I'm scared to death. You're going to the house. You're asking a lot. Tyreek Hill speed. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only very few of that. I'll take, I'll take Debo Samuel speed. I'll take um, – I'll take what's uh, – I'll take C.D. Lamb speed. I'll take – I mean, there's, there's plenty of mouth Justin there. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you got to go get those guys in the first round, though. Okay, maybe I trade like, like I'm like I'm with Pete. If I could trade back, if I had the first overall pick, unless like one of those guys just jumps off at the page, and I just have to have him, like he's a difference maker. Trade back to five or six if you can, and go get a receiver. You need speed. Now, but I haven't done any work. I, I mean, it's not like we've done any work. Yeah, maybe Hutchinson's like the like the next Nick Bosa. Well, then guess what? I'm taking him number one. And by the way, the free agent market of receivers got a hit last night with Chris Godwin God. tearing his ACL. I thought it was his MCL. They, no, they had an no, MRI today confirmed. Did more tests, the ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, so he's out he's for done, the year. Done, done. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I read, because this afternoon the first report was MCL, right? It was, and then they, they went yep. further and tests. And then they did another test, and it was the ACL. Yeah. Uh, not that's good. not good. No good. So uh, that was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today, Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And I think um, we kept it real with a really long list of things on offense. Yeah, there's a lot of holes. Let's come back and social media questions. That'll cheer us all up. As it always does, Tony, he loves them. Love it. Pete loves them. We all love them. It's uh, Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and it's time for social media questions. We put the bat signal out each Monday on Twitter. Here's the best we've come up with today. A lot, by the way. Uh, At Duval underscore 24. I know James Robinson is a fan favorite, and I like him too, but why does he look so slow? 
A few runs he has on the outside. Looked like it took him 15 minutes to try to turn the corner, which he didn't. Pete? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's something I was getting into when we talked about core players. James Robinson's a good running back. He's a, he's a grinder, but they don't – they need – and they have ETN, so obviously he's on the roster – uh, when he comes back from injury, but they need an explosive player at the running back position. And there were times on Sunday where there were holes and it looked like he should have had more than what he had. They, well, he's they beat draft, up too. He's and they drafted ETN, by the way, he got hurt. He, but James is beat up too. He's got a heel and knee. It's not, I mean, the kid was averaging over five yards a carry before he got he's hurt. He's a good runner, Tony. No, but Pete, you what, what you just said is nonsense. You're going in. I mean, listen, you're falling for the same trap Irving no. did, obviously. <laughs> No, I'm not. I, I think he's a good back, but you need a change of pace, explosive back, and they don't have that right now. Well, that's fair, but that doesn't – I mean, James Robinson's a starting NFL back. If you average five yards Agreed. a carry, you're a starting back. But to, Now, if you, you would have told me – if you made fast. the comment, if you would have made the comment, like he's Mark Ingram and you need Alvin Kamara with him, that's fair. That's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean. That's fair. That's, that's what, what they I mean. thought they had, I think um... – with ETN. I'm, yeah, I'm not I, – I didn't see that in camp, by the way. There was nothing in camp that told that. that was the plan we were told. I get that, and I hope it's the plan that's right. I just didn't see it in camp. Did you? No. No. Question number two, social media. We're often running on this one. At <laughs> Carnival Thomas, question for both. Pete, why would Tony make a terrible head coach? And Tony – why would Pete make a terrible head coach? JP, who would be worse? Well, Pete couldn't be a head hey, coach. I'll answer first. <laughs> I'll answer first. Pete cannot be Why a head coach. Why would Tony make a terrible head coach? Because his emotions are all over the place. Yeah, and he well, can't well, handle losing. He'd be a bad loser. He'd bad. never be able to have a hard time moving on to the next game. That's not true. He'd get emotional on the sidelines. No, he would true. lose train of thought on the sidelines. He's all over familiar. the place. Sounds familiar. Hell, he, he wouldn't be on time. He, his meetings would start late. <laughs> he wouldn't be a good head coach. That sounds familiar. First of all, that's not accurate at all. Outside, I would have a hard time getting over losing. That's true. Uh, but I can move on. Um, Pete couldn't be a head coach because he'd be too worried about, like, we need to be more creative. I need more bunches. I need more uh, picks rub, rubs. Pr- picks, rubs, rubs, picks, rubs. We need more. More of that. And he <laughs> doesn't know anything funny? else. And he'd forget that, that you actually have to that, run the ball you know and right block people, it. that you just can't draw p- little circles on the <laughs> sideline and say, rub here, pick here, boom, 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 bunch, bunch, bunch. Because he doesn't know anything. Well. Yes, I do. I know that you can do that because they've done it before. <laughs> they've done it a couple times. They've had success with it. So do it. I got to say, I'm siding with Pete on this one that Tony would lose his mind on the sideline and lose. So you're saying Could Pete you would be a better head coach than me? Wait. Yeah, I think it, so. I think so. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you're a, <laughs> it's, it's, Look, it's, I'll be honest. From a football like standpoint, who, I'd pick Baselli too because yeah. he's been there and done it, and he knows what it takes to win, and he understands how a team is built, and he understands – but. The other side will give him about 55 demerits for every positive that he gets. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, my Wait. problem would be, here's my problem. Mm. If I'm in a game and my kicker has a kick to tie the game late and it's from 35 yards and he misses it, I'm old school. I might want to grab his helmet and give him a choke, you know? Just throw it around. And I can't, can't do that. Can't anymore. do that these can't days. Do that anymore, no, no. 
No, yeah. can't do that. So basically, make your damn kick. I'd be yelling at him. Make it your see, only. Even damn Pete kick. agrees with me that I'd be better. You're an idiot. You chose the guy that didn't even choose himself. I would say for the sound bites only, I would pick Pete. Anyway, first coach. of all, Pete, how great, <laughs> Pete? How great would it be if I was a head coach and you were in the press during uh, a press conference? How much would you enjoy that? Oh, I'd make you cry. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? That would be great. You'd, you'd want to come after me. It would be great, though. It would be outstanding. It would be outstanding made for TV. Radio. All right, uh, next question, social media. We are uh, rolling now at 904 and more. At this point, is there anything to fix the undisciplined penalties? Yeah, an off-season. An off-season? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they keep on making mistakes where they extend drives and give up points. I mean, they were three and out on the opening drive. Right out of the gate. And it wasn't like it was a little hands in the face. He ripped his helmet off. I'm like, what yeah. are we doing? How many, how many, how many, where do they rank in penalties for, compared to the rest of the league? That's an interesting question. And, and where do they rank in penalties compared to the all-time penalized teams? Tony, I told you this. Your teams back in the day were Yeah, but Pete, were the, the better – Pete, the better stat, if you could find it, how many penalties does this team have that have extended drives that are basically like turnovers? Yeah. Mm. Like that one, the hands of the face, that's a turnover. You're giving the ball back to them. Mm. Awful. They've done, they've done that in some form or fashion a lot. A lot. Mm. Awful. All right, next it's question. It's not just the penalty. It's when you do it. Like uh, so It's one of the things that you – can't have dumb team. Yeah, it can't be a dumb like dumb football. Like just beats you every time. Dumb football kills you. At Devil X Jaguar has the next question. Why do we make the easy things look difficult and the hard things look impossible? For years we've had the same problems no matter the staff. What's the solution? Are Trevor's problems fixable? He just isn't playing well, also getting no help. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. That's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> to digest. What of a mood swings there yeah, too not, so i guess the main question is why things so hard because when you're a bad football team everything's hard and we're a bad football team right now and you know at the end of the day how do i say you almost get what you deserve you pick if you pick the wrong people and you have the wrong people leading you're not gonna have success and i mean i think it's pretty clear that urban meyer was not the right guy yeah, but you know what, though, Tony? He had that quarterback competition in the summer to, build, oh, to help build his resume. Yeah. I mean, I mean, looking back on that, that might – Well, people, here's the thing. A, just a little hint of how much garbage was in that building at that time. Give me a break. Quarterback competition. Yeah, we're going to have a competition to see – Are you kidding? There's well, your, Pete, that, you and I talked – That was one of the first things. Pete, you and I talked about it. We weren't as direct on the air because, you know, it's early. We're trying to be support, supportive. But you and I talked about like how ridiculous that was, like how taking away reps from your starting quarterback to do some facade, have some <laughs> facade out there. No, wait a second. You weren't as direct on the air. Okay, I, I was. wasn't. You're right. Yeah, Pete. But, but my point is, you and I had long conversations. We had conversations about it. By the way, real. No, you're right. We did. We had a lot of conversations. By the way, penalty wise. Yeah. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams with more penalties than Jacksonville, and they're fourth in the league in pre-snap penalties. So a lot of mm. pre-snap mistakes too. 
Yeah, I would love to. It would be great if yeah, someone. Yeah, the league in full starts. It would be great if that. someone actually did some homework of, like, how many of the penalties extended drives. Like, they were off the field and extended the drive. Hmm. Not pretty. Yeah. I know that. Uh, next question. Social media. They're rolling in tonight. At Zach Bierman. What are teams doing to take Josh Allen out of the game, and should he be able to overcome that given he was drafted to be a premier pass rusher? Well, of course, we've talked about this yeah, earlier I, I'm tonight. I'm not seeing anything. There's no like purposeful like running guys at him, trying to double him. I think they're just blocking him. I've, I've not seen yeah, anything. Yeah, you said it. Whitworth blocked him when they played him a couple weeks ago. He yeah, blocked Because he, he ran right into him, Pete. You got yeah. a forty-year-old who struggles to bend his knees and isn't really moving. That get on the edge, make him move his feet, go speed to power, change it up. Hey, Pete, we're on the show. Hey, here's the other around. thing. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It's not like they're chipping him and doubling him and sliding. That's what I just, to Pete, him. if you were that. paying attention, this is what I just said. You're too busy looking around oh, your office and whoever came in. Wait a minute. It's of, literally what I just said. Of all not, people. Heard, you didn't say exactly that. You I did just, too. Just babbling Pay attention. Pay attention to the show, Pete, like I do every day. <laughs> every Focus. segment of every Focus. show, Tony Baselli, Pete, is locked in. Let me tell you, when he was late tonight, he was locked in when he showed up. I let you know I was going to be late, first of all. So I'm not late if uh, I tell you I'm going to be late. Well, he, I mean, we, but, but, JP, we could forgive him for being late tonight because he had that consultation and meeting about becoming the big. general manager. I did not. That. That's a lie, Pete. Breaking news. Stop saying that. That's not funny. You're going to get me in trouble. That's not true. Oh, I'm kidding. Everybody knows I'm kidding. I don't know. Come people on. sometimes, based on some of the tweets we get in social media, I think some people think you're serious. Wait sometimes. till that hits Twitter. Great. Oof. Last hand, Jaguars look at Baselli for no, GM they don't. No, no, no. <laughs> they have a GM. Trent Balk is a GM. Just imagine, in this Zoom interview today, he wore the Lumberjack shirt. Now, that's bold. <laughs> that would it's, be bold, it's not Pete. Lumberjack. It's kind of it's Lumberjack-ish. No, Lumberjack's well, was it, the was it, was it Was it for football? Are you doing a game this week or something? <laughs> what? No, Are you yeah, doing, doing a game, a game this week? Was that it? I'm doing the game. I'm doing uh, the Titans game Thursday night up in Nashville. Okay, there you That's go. That's a good See, game. 49ers, like Na- Titans. Titans, hey. Jimmy. The Titans are better. they're only a game uh, game and a half ahead of the Colts now. Mm-hmm. Here they come. Jimmy yep. Garoppolo is playing good football, by the way. I know. Uh, another social media question. Okay. Just keep them rolling in here. Uh, at Rich Ito, if the teams were open to it, would you trade the first overall pick for Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton? No. 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 First overall, no. Second round, sure. When was the last time that happened? Was that Gruden? Bill, 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 uh, Bill Belichick. Didn't Gruden get Gruden. Yeah, Gruden. Tampa Bay to Oakland. Oakland Raiders, Tampa. I know, I know Belichick got traded from the Jets to the Patriots or Patriots to the Jets, whatever it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what is – would I you would, give a – No, I would you, not do that. Would you give a second rounder up for Sean Payton or Mike Tomlin? Yes. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Yeah. Wow. That's terrible. That's not good. Why, like, are you, why are you still wearing the uh, – Because I want to uh, prove that it's not a lumberjack. It's more of like a uh, – like it's like a surfer. I'm like I'm at the beach in California. It's a little chilly. Just got out of the water. Just it's California. It's hung, like, I was what, hanging northern out. California. I was hanging ten. 
hanging 10 on my board. It's the biggest surfboard in the history of surfboards. Yeah, so then you got to keep warm. You're a little chilly. One more social media question. <laughs> At Reno Hightower 21, Jags in the playoffs in 2024, over or under? 2024, we're in 2021. I say under. Under. They'll get a coach in there that knows what they're doing. They'll be under. 23, for sure. Maybe next year. Next year. I was the moron who thought next they had a year. chance to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Tony, oh, he said next year. No, 23. I go well, 23. I, I, look, I thought they'd be in the playoffs. I thought they'd have a real shot to be in the playoffs in 22. They're not. There's no way. I say 23. Hmm. Yeah, 23. Okay. That's under. And, and by the way, if Trevor Lawrence isn't the real deal, they won't be in the playoffs until 28. So get used to that if he's not. That'll do it for social media questions. What a way to bring us down. We'll come back in a moment. Fred Taylor, we're going to hear from him coming up. Is he joining no, the show? No, no, no. We, we had him on post game yesterday with some comments about a certain somebody on this program. Taking shots at Pete? We'll find out. Oh, I hope so. And we'll go around the NFL in just a moment. You don't want to miss this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Yesterday on Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, and I had some final thoughts uh, before we closed out the show. It was a little boxing conversation. Frank Gore was in the boxing ring the other day. Fred Taylor knows him well. Here's how the show ended yesterday on Jaguars Radio. So the day after Christmas, it's the Jaguars and the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. A 1 o'clock kickoff time, December 26th in week number 16. Fred, great to see you. Let's get a W next week. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I wish I was out there. I mean, we'll get a W. You wish you were out there still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ten years removed. I can do all these guys are boxing late. In their <laughs> I can still run the ball. Twelve carries or maybe eight. Would you ever consider boxing? No. Who would but I wanna, will who come would you back. want to fight, though, if you, if you did consider it? Like, who would you like to get a piece of in the ring? Um, Probably Pete Prisco. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is perfect. <laughs> I tell Pete all the time, he started the Fragile Fred thing. Uh, but he says he didn't. But Peter's my guy. You know, we, we've developed a friendship. But uh, I like to put him in there with no headgear or nothing. Let me just bang him up. Sure. You have the, the, the height and reach advantage, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. I just hit him like King Cooper on Mike Tyson. Punch out just <laughs> belly shots all day. Oh, oh that was gosh. classic. Fred Taylor yesterday, Pete. How about it? You know, he. I'm bringing him into our studio in a couple of weeks to do something with, with Ray Lewis to help him try and get the Hall of Fame. I might cancel that. there are consequences look fred's kidding we have a great relationship he's one of my favorite guys i ever covered and uh and i did not start fragile fred Uh, i promise you i did not start fragile Fred. i am guilty of one thing though back i walked up to fred when he was a young player and i tricked him into saying he could rush for 2,000 yards in a season by saying Hey, Fred, you know, these guys have a roll rush for 2,000 yards. you think you can get there? Oh, I can get to 2,000 yards. And I had my head line. Fred Taylor, I can rush for 2,000. And mm. so I, I, that was, I did do that. But I, the fragile Fred was not me because I, I am one of the few guys around that team that took up for him because I know how bad that groin was ripped off the bone. 
And Coughlin listed him at week to week every single week, which was a it was was not unfair to Fred Taylor. I'd still it. like to see you put you in the bo- boxing ring. No, you wouldn't. He'd beat daylights out of me. But I'd fight though. <laughs> <laughs> let's go around the national uh, can i yes can please. i bring can i bring like a baseball bat in there or something you need all the help you can get yeah that's right fred can bring yeah, it well, yeah he can bring it let's go around the nfl hit some scores some highlights chargers fell to the chiefs on thursday the colts over the patriots saturday 27 17 the bills knocked off the panthers 31-14. The Lions, we mentioned them earlier. A fullback touchdown. Dan Miller with a call courtesy of WXYTFM 97-1 the ticket and the Detroit Lions radio network. Goff takes, turns, fakes the give, rolls right, throws, caught, Kabinda, end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions. Hard run fake, left, Goff rolled, right, found his fullback, and the Lions have added to that lead. What a win for the Lions, Pete. The Jaguars uh, lost, so they're number one in the draft order now. The Lions get their second win. Yeah, and you know what? That was a bad showing for Arizona. That's a bad loss. That, that can't happen. Quick thing, I want to ask Tony if he knew this. They showed Brunel on the sideline during the game, and he had a play sheet. Was he calling plays on Sunday? I don't think so. No, Dan Campbell calls plays. Yeah, I might have to go. You might have to ask Brunel. He's had a play. They, he has a Brunel play. He's called. had a play sheet all year. They because he's no. He looked like he was engaged in. No. Call, mm. I'm telling you, maybe he was calling pass plays. I'll bet you. I'll was, bet you anything you want, Pete. He was not calling plays. I no, maybe he wasn't, but it looked like he was more involved than than that. But hey, maybe that's what would be a good thing for Brunel. He can hire Kevin O'Connell to be the head coach and bring Brunel back to Jacksonville to be the offensive coordinator. Would you hire – I mean, here's a question Keenan. for you, Pete. We didn't talk about this. Next head coach, does he need to have head coach NFL head coaching experience for you to hire him? Nope. Would you, would you favor a guy who had head coaching experience? Nope. I think does I he would need to be, have been a play caller at some point? Nope. I think I, I think I would at this point. You know why? I think you need like somebody who's done it before. Like this place, like you need to get it back on track. And I, like I'd worry well, about a young guy who's never it. a young guy who's never done it before, Pete. I'd worry about. So you just narrowed it down to a guy like uh, Josh McDaniels because no, he just eliminated Byron Leftwich. He I just eliminated Kellen Moore. He just eliminated Ke- Kevin O'Connell. He just eliminated uh, Todd. Uh, Todd Bowles could be a possibility. Todd Bowles, you didn't listen to what I said. I'm not saying I eliminate anyone. I would lean towards like somebody who's not been a head coach before, like a Byron Leftwich, Kevin O'Connell, or Kellen Moore. They would have to blow my socks off for me not to go with a guy who had experience, like a Todd Bowles or a um, or a Doug Peterson or a Josh McDaniel or Jim Caldwell or whoever's out there that has experience. Some more games around the NFL. Dolphins over the Jets, 31-24. Cowboys beat the Giants, 21-6. The Steelers over the Titans. The Steelers recovered a fumble. Bill Hillgrove on 102.5 WDVE and the Steelers radio network. He steps in with a one-back look and a slot right. Tight end right, redeploys to the left side of the formation. 
Oh, he fumbled the snap. It's there. And a big pile up. And the Steelers say they have it. Who has the ball? The fumbled snap ends up in Steelers' hand. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Fired up. Steelers win it. The Titans. Oh, they're getting a little shaky in the AFC South right now. We lost four and five. I told, I said it here first. Pete said there's no chance. Here come the Colts. Three games left. One game, two games back. Would it surprise you? Who do the Colts have this week? Stand by. You you think you you really think in three games they're gonna blow they're gonna blow that? Colts are at Arizona. They have the week. Texans left. Okay. Colts are at Arizona. Okay. Would it surprise okay. you if the Colts beat the Arizona Cardinals who are going the wrong way? No. Okay. Would so, it surprise okay. you if the 49ers win the Jaguars in week three? Hold on. Who's, 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 week six, who's week 17 for the Colts? At the home against the Raiders. The at Titans Cardinals. Need to win one, right? At Cardinals, home against the Raiders, at the Jaguars for the Colts. And the Titans have the Texans. The Titans have to win one game. That's right. No, they have to win right. two. Sorry, they if they the if they no, if they lose if they if Titans win one of the next three and the Colts win two, uh, all three, the Colts win the division. Because right. one, if, if the Titans Titans win one and the Colts lose one, they win the division. That's right. Titans are home against San Fran, home against Miami, and then at Houston. They're winning two. They're done. Okay. Okay. We'll remember that. Um, moving ahead now to the Bengals at the Broncos. Tyler Boyd with a long touchdown. Dan Horde on Cincinnati's ESPN 1530 and the Bengals radio network. The Bengals don't huddle. They snap it to Burrow. Throws downfield for a wide open Boom. Boyd. Catches at the 30. Great yeah. jump cut. Back toward the middle of the field yeah. to the 10. The nice. 5. Touchdown! Nice. Bengals! A 56-yard answer. Joe Burrow to Tyler Boyd. And the Bengals are back in front. About the Bengals, Pete. It's a good team. It's a good young team. And they got a big game this week with the Ravens. And remember last time they played the Ravens, they dominated them. And the Ravens are banged up across the board, man. Their secondary is bad right now. So, mm. I, look, the Bengals have a real shot to win that division. About that. A real chance. They were terrible last year. Good this year. 49ers over the Falcons, 31-13. And then the Packers held on against the Ravens. They went for two-point try late. The Ravens did. It failed the Packers win. Wayne Larravee had the call on the Packers radio network. Motion from a tight end to the wing of the left side. Huntley in the shotgun. Latavius Murray to his right. Snap to Huntley. Rolls right. Throws right side of the end zone. And it's incomplete. Incomplete. Right corner of the end zone in front of the pylon. And incomplete. The Packers are going to hang on and win this game. Pete, how do you feel about those calls? Going for two. Well, did Wayne not realize that there was also a, an onside kick coming too? There wasn't the last. Wasn't the last um, play. Look, right. I, that one I had no problem with, and here's why: they, the Packers, had done whatever they wanted to on offense. They were really struggling in the secondary. They had the momentum. I don't, I don't have any issue with that one. I normally I would push back on something like that, but that situation, go for it. And Huntley played well, by the way. He played. He did some really good things. The Saints over the Buccaneers. Um, the last uh, team that shut out Tom Brady was coached by Nick Saban. That's how long ago that was. Wow. 9 nothing the score yesterday. Uh, Saints over the Buccaneers. Monday night football, a couple of games. One underway right now. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. 
And then later tonight, the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Who you got tonight in a doubleheader, guys? That was terrible, by yeah, the way. Yeah. That was the worst one I've ever had. It was almost seen. as bad as your jacket. Well, he, because he was, you know why? Because there were two games and he was kind of discombobulated a little bit. <laughs> they threw him off his mojo. <laughs> almost as bad um, as his jacket. I like the Raiders and the Browns are decimated, <laughs> man. COVID has just wrecked them. And then uh, no quarterbacks. They're down to the third string quarterback. And tonight, I like Minnesota talking about people haven't paid attention. Chicago's ravaged by COVID as bad as Cleveland almost. The entire secondary's out. Kirk Cousins has a huge day. Uh, Raiders lead at 7-0, by the way. Six minutes left in the second quarter. Great. So go. Good insight. Uh, and then you. Tuesday, Seattle at the Rams, yeah, Rams. Washington at Philly. Uh, that'd be the uh, go uh, Rams-Philly. We'll win those home, games. Rams-Philly. Agreed. By the way, the NFL loves – they don't like COVID, but they love playing games every night of the week. I can tell you that. Ratings bonanza. bonanza. Pete, have a great week. See you, Peter. All right, guys. Merry Christmas to you. I don't Same Merry Christmas. Pete Prisco. Yep. See you, guys. The Grinch laugh. He didn't bring it out tonight. No. Uh, Joe Fortunato on the audio. I'm going to tell Reaver. my wife he made fun of my jacket that's, she bought me. That's fine. She, Angie bought Sorry, me. Sorry, Angie. Yeah. I like it. It's comfortable. He was coming at me. I had to I bring it back good. to him. Chicks, chicks dig this jacket. That's Tony Baselli. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We've had enough. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.